This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live on Get Connected. Andy Barrar here filling in for Mike Agarbo, and I'm joined in studio with Get Connected's executive producer and fellow television host, AJ Vickery. How are you? Very, very good. Mike's been uh, holding out on us. The studio is amazing. Ah, it's an amazing studio over here. I'm really uh, glad to do the show. And it's nice to actually see some rain in Vancouver for yeah. once. <laughs> I think a lot of people in Vancouver are going to be happy about that. Yeah, usually we complain about the rain, but not, not today. We have... An excellent show for you. Uh, Later on, we're going to go open line. We're going to take your tech questions and calls. If you need some buying advice for back to school, the kids will be going to school very shortly. So we can help you to find what tech products you need, because I'm sure your kids out there are telling you, I need the brand new iPads or, you know, the, the latest gaming computer because they have to do word processing on it. I so, like when we do the show, Andy, because everybody calls up and wants your uh, tech hacks, all your TV hacks and your and your smart home hacks. I, I, I did a lot of smartphone or smart home hacks. Uh, we actually filmed a lot for the TV show. I created a smart garden this year, mm-hmm. a garden that waters itself. It worked out amazing. Uh, also a smart deck so I can barbecue now without having to... Uh, you know, use anything. It's all voice activated. I got music coming. I got Netflix playing on the back deck, um, all through voice and also lights, LED lights. So that was a fun thing. You're going to have to watch Get Connected TV. We'll, we'll have those up on our YouTube channel uh, pretty shortly. But speaking of Netflix, AJ, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, they're testing these promotional videos, but subscribers are really seeing them as commercials. So basically, at the end of a show or a movie, instead of it just going to the next episode, they start playing almost these little tiny commercials for other Netflix shows. Did you hear about this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I've actually experienced it myself. Really? Mm -hmm. And I got to say that uh, uh, as a trailer junkie, I'm not that bothered by it, but I can see where the story comes from. Well, the thing is, a lot of people, when they think of Netflix, they love the fact that they can just binge watch without having to see any kind of commercials. Uh, Netflix likes to call it marathoning. It has much better connotations than binge watching, but a lot of people are starting to do this, and now they're just testing this out. It's not going to go full out. They're just trying to test to see what people are thinking about when you watch something. And then there's maybe a promotional video of something they think you might like because it's all based on algorithms. They can understand what your viewing habits are and almost predict what kind of shows you like, but uh, it's not doing very well online. So I don't know, like your experience, you said that you didn't mind it. Well, again, it's just one of those things where people, I think, don't like having their privacy thrown in their face. You know, it's bad enough that, uh, um, you know, Netflix makes these recommendations on what they think you're going to like because they're basically watching every choice that you make, actors that you tend to be drawn towards, types of shows, whether it be like romantic comedies or sci-fis. And so, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, like one Subway sandwich is completely different from another person's Subway sandwich. When you look at people's Netflix accounts, if I sign into, say, my wife's or my neighbor's account versus my account, they're completely different. It's funny because you could tell a lot about a person just by (laughs) signing into their Netflix account of what kind of uh, entertainment and TV shows and movies they like to watch. So that will be interesting to see. I don't know if it's going to be something that will be rolled out entirely. It really depends on these tests. They they do these types of tests all the time with us uh, just to find what what kind of sticks and what doesn't. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, another big thing happening right now in Vancouver is a big esports championships. It's for a game called the Dota 2 Championships, and it is 
absolutely huge, AJ. 15,000 people are going to Rogers, or Rogers Arena right now. 10 million people are going to be watching this championship game live uh, today. So eSports is really taking off. It's not something that you know, we just talk about. It's growing. It's, it's finally here. Well, it's amazing. And so the, um, the, the slang uh, for this uh, event is actually called TI8. Uh, it, every one of these events is called the International, hence the TI. And this is the eighth one. So if you're seeing any sort of like, you know, uh, social posts or any sort of, you're hearing any news about TI8, this is the Vancouver event. And as Andy said, uh, it's the Dota 2 championship uh, or the international uh, playoff. Uh, the prize package in this thing is is unbelievable. Uh, Dota, by the way, is an acronym. Um, and just like the TI is an acronym, uh, it stands for Defense of the Ancients, uh, which is the game. And essentially, uh, two teams of five um, people uh, pair off and battle each other uh, in this game, uh, ultimately for, for the win. And um, it is, uh, it's exciting to see because I know most people are like, why would anyone want to watch someone play a video game? <laughs> yes. Well, I should say anyone over the age of maybe 25 might ask that question. But the reality is, is this is a sports game, yeah. you know, and now I think that's going to help tie that together as you see it being played in sports arenas where these people are actually, you know, there in person battling each other through their um, sports equipment, which is essentially these high, high end, super fast, powerful computers. That's right. Now the prize for this year's is up to 25 million US for the championship game. It's going to be $11 million for the first place team. You know, what's really interesting is how they're financing the prize yes. pool. Yes. It's all through in-game purchases. So if you're, if you play the game and you make those in-game purchases, you're actually contributing to the prize pool to see your favorite team. What's, what's really interesting, AJ, I don't know if you knew this, they actually, the teams that are here today were in the Netherlands for about three and a half weeks training. Like, let me just say, they're training for this esports game. It is like, these guys are the best of the best, the cream of the crop in that respective game. Yeah, and so you might think about like, well, who are you going to cheer for? And much like any other professional sports, uh, you will be cheering for, in a lot of cases, your nation. So like here, like even competing this weekend, there's a number of Canadian players and Canadian coaches that are a part of uh, cheering on these two different teams. Yeah, and that's another thing. We're talking about esports. You're talking about a teams of five, but you also have coaches that are coaching these um, these. I guess you could call them athletes. <laughs> Dark players are athletes. I guess gamers are athletes as well. So that's going to be a, a very interesting thing. It has grown. It's poised to make $1.2 billion by 2020 in revenue, the esports industry. So this really is... I'd say the fastest growing sport out there. So I guess it's one of those questions where if you think that your kids or your grandkids are spending too much time uh, playing games on their computer, you know, uh, versus, you know, being out there uh, in the real world playing golf or, or, or you know, running or swimming, um, they might be training to be a professional athlete at one day. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be tough because you're going to have these kids sitting in the basement or in their bedroom going, Mom, I'm going to go pro. I'm, I'm the best. And uh, I think that's going to be concerning for a lot of parents out there because, of course, these kids are spending like a lot of time behind these screens and they're not socializing in the traditional way. They do have headsets. They're talking to their teammates 
online, but that face-to-face social interaction, that's changing. So what's interesting is our next guest, when we come after the break, is from TP-Link, and they make routers and networking equipment. Well, they just came out with the first, their first gaming router. And I think it's, I think, I'm not 100% sure, we're going to talk about this later on, but I think it's geared towards parents and getting parents to make that purchasing decision for a gaming router for the home. Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery here in studio filling in for Mike Agarbo. We just talked about the big game esports tournament happening in Vancouver, the Dota 2 Championship. It's uh, one of the biggest, pretty much like the Super Bowl of esports happening right here in Vancouver. And to learn more about just esports and the kind of equipment you need if you have a son or daughter out there that wants to go pro, well, you're going to need a good connection to the internet because the whole thing is a multiplayer online game. So joining us on the line is our good friend from TP-Link Canada. Her name is Queenie Say, and she's the marketing manager over there at TP-Link Canada. Queenie, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me again. So, very interesting news. I, you know, we kind of tied this in. We were just talking about that big esports championship game happening and tournament happening here in Vancouver. Uh, at the same time, TP-Link, the company that you make, you guys are known for making routers. You came out with a gaming router, a router that's dedicated for gamers. And I guess my, my question is, why? What, what's the difference between a gaming router and just a traditional high-end router that we already have in the home? Yeah, you made a very good point um, because nowadays there's so much popularity around esports gaming and streaming Twitch. The gamers are really looking for a high-performance router where they can stream Twitch at the same time but also have a lag-free, stable connection while they're gaming. And I think a lot of people don't realize that these people are playing the game, but they're also probably live streaming the game and or watching other people play a game at the same time. So they're really multitasking, which takes a lot of bandwidth on their connection. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we came up with this Archer C5400X uh, MIMO gaming router. It's also, I, I saw, the first tri-band router that you guys are coming out. Maybe explain to the listeners what a tri-band, what a tri-band router is and why you would want one or how you would use it. Yeah, you would want a tri-band router on your um, gaming wireless router because it adds in third streams of third wireless streams so that you can, it's like adding an extra Wi-Fi lane so that now you can have, you can support all these other wireless activities that's going on in the house on top of gaming. And you get the opportunity to actually prioritize uh, for your gaming device uh, while you have other people in the home that's also streaming on the internet. So if you have, say, a family of four or five, this is, would be beneficial because you could have the gamer on one Wi-Fi network that's dedicated just to the gaming. Uh, maybe the parents, if they want to stream Netflix at night while the kids are gaming, they'll have a separate Wi-Fi network just for that. So there really is no lag between that because they're not fighting for that bandwidth. Exactly, and there's no drop in performance either, so... So, you know, gamers typically tend to be young. Um, You know, they're always trying to get the best gear, but usually it's the parents that are making these purchases for, you know, their, their their children. That this router, it's not going to be cheap, I would imagine, but like, are you targeting the, the actual gamer to purchase this or the parents? Yeah, so what we do find is the gamer of the household does provide a lot of recommendations for the parents, uh, but ultimately it is it is a router that is not just developed for the gamer, it's also developed for the whole household. Well, like, you might have a household of four people who's doing a lot of wireless activity, and that is why the performance is just as important uh, for gaming and other wireless activities. 
But what about the parents out there? And trust me, there's a lot. I, we hear about them all the time. And they're very concerned that their kids are spending way too much time gaming. You know, they're really sitting in their rooms for hours on end. They're, they're socializing, but all through a headset. How... Or, you know, does this gaming router, will it benefit parents in any which way to, I don't know, control the, the internet usage from their children? Absolutely. So we've developed this gaming router with something called TP-Link Home Care. And what's included is a very comprehensive parental controls. What we do is we develop this application where parents can control um, internet allowance time for anyone in the household. So if you have a gamer named Tommy um, and he games on like five different devices in a week, what parents just allow parents to do is allocate, for example, five hours of inter- internet time across all Tommy's devices so that they can uh, manage what he's doing on the internet. And it also provides a reporting um, in a very passive way where they can log on and see where their children are logging on in the internet. And that's really interesting because you can almost get like a report card on what kind of uh, internet activity your son or daughter is doing at the home. And then you can, like you said, almost create curfews and use that as almost like a reinforcement, like you do your chores, then you can go mm-hmm. and, and play your game. Is, is, uh, is the parents, are they using this type of service already or is this something that you're still trying to educate parents that they have that ability? We're, we're trying to continue to educate the consumers on that, and only because a lot of application out there is, is device-based. So they would control um, wireless internet time on a specific device, but now they have that ability to just manage it based on profile, which is a lot more flexible for them to, um, to really manage the internet time across the household. And can you change that based on the device? So, like, say you could use your your smartphone as much as you want, but if you want to use, say, the Xbox or the PlayStation, that you have a, a certain curfew for. Absolutely. There's so much flexibility around profile, um, devices, um, around uh, timing. You can even manage which, like, this, uh, lock off a block of time for them to access the Internet. Now, you mentioned that this is a tri-band uh, router, which we're, usually is Wi-Fi, but typically gamers, if they have the option, they want to go hardwired, directly Ethernet. How many ports do you guys have on this new gaming router? Uh, we do have eight Ethernet ports. And the wonderful thing is there's something called link aggregation, which is you can actually double the speed on, two, on, on a single port. Uh, because a lot of gamers, when they do game, they like to plug it in for a more stable connection and then stream Twitch wirelessly. So it has both the hardwire and the wireless performance uh, required for pro gamers. That's very interesting because I think most people aren't really familiar with link aggregation. I am because I use one of the what's called a NAS, a network attached storage. Yeah. And you can link aggregate at that so that it will just send that data like super fast between mm-hmm. between your network. So it makes sense that gamers would do that. What kind of price point are we talking about, Queenie? Uh, right now, the uh, list price for this router is four forty nine ninety nine. But there is a great, um, great promotion going on where if you buy an MSI notebook, you can get it for one twenty nine ninety nine at Canada Computers. That's very interesting, Queenie. Thanks for coming on the show and talking about this. Great, thanks for having me. That was Queenie Say. She's the marketing manager over at TP Link Canada, talking about their newest gaming router. It just shows where we are, AJ. When you're having devices like routers, something that you know we just think it brings Wi-Fi, but now it's specific to the gaming community. Well, and I'm really glad that uh, we had time to talk a little bit about some of those parental controls because we're starting to see uh, parental controls becoming, um, you know. M- 
much more talked about across all different applications. Apple announced it with the iOS That's upgrade. That's right. And, uh, and really what this is, is it's, it's getting the parents. And you know, here's the thing I'm thinking about. I'm a parent. There's this crazy looking router. How am I going to get in there to control these settings? My kid's going to know six times better than I am about how to do that for most parents, yes. right? And so, um, so they're really making an effort, all these manufacturers, including TP-Link. Uh, and what Apple's done is to make it easy for the parents to set up these systems, password protect them, and then ultimately have that type of control. And typically back in the day, you would have to log in with your laptop into oh, your router. Remember those 192.0.0.1, you know. That's right. And but, then but now what they do is they make an app right onto your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you can use Facebook, you can create parental controls and it make it super easy. You could see all the devices on your network as well. So I really encourage parents out there, if you do have a gamer in the household and you want to manage their, their time spent online, you definitely got to check one of these uh, gaming routers and even just parental control features mm-hmm. on these newest routers that are out there because it will be a life, it will change your life. Uh, speaking of gaming, well, one thing we should talk about is back to school because, yep. <laughs> you know, we can't just talk about gaming all the time when the kids will be going to school. We have an excellent prize this week. You have to go to our Facebook page to enter. We're giving away a back to school bundle courtesy of our friends over at Logic, Defunct, and 12 Celt. So this is a $500 back to school bundle. You get everything from a sleeve for your laptops and tablets, cables for your iPhones. You get uh, covers and cases for your iPhones, tripods, earbuds, uh, even wireless Bluetooth speakers all inside this one bundle. So if you have somebody who's going to college or university for the first time that needs some gear for that dorm room, you definitely want to go. Just go to our website website, getconnectedmedia.com. It'll redirect you straight to our Facebook page. Like the contest and tell us why you want to enter and win. AJ, you know, we were just talking about, um, you know, gaming and how kids are spending too much games. I, I was really, you know, looking at my own screen time and how much time I spend on my phone and I'm trying to change the behaviors. And I got to tell you, it is very, very, very hard. I was, I was reading recently um, Arlington Huffington from the Huffington Post, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very busy person. She says what she does every night is she puts her phone into a little box, like a bed. It's like a separate bed, and it's in the kitchen away from her bedroom so that she doesn't get distracted because I can imagine she probably gets a lot of emails. So she says, I put my phone to sleep, and then I go to sleep. So I, I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to try this. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not that easy. It's not an easy thing. I, I spent uh, two weeks up uh, in the interior uh, this summer, and I decided to do a digital detox. Yes. And so... Um, there's a lot of FOMA, fear of missing out, that goes on when you don't have access to your device. And I can tell you that I uh, really do feel like I missed out on some really cool opportunities while, <laughs> while I was up there. But nevertheless... <sighs> but what do you... Okay, so I, I did a digital detox recently too. I went camping where it was out of range and I didn't have it. And at the time, I loved it, but I... Like you said, the FOMO is like, what if something big is happening or I, I have to respond to an important email? And it brings anxiety almost. So it's almost like we're just like on edge all the time. We cannot relax. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I case in point. So anyways, I'm still working on this trying to, I even have a box for the phone, yeah. but I, I, I'm just so used to having it right beside me on the bedside. Now I won't be able to get a hold of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh 
I, I'm a work in progress, and I'm, I can imagine there's a lot of people out there as well. Well, who, I alluded to the um, the changes that are happening in the uh, iOS update uh, earlier when we were talking about the controls inside that router, and one of the um, things that we've been talking about as parents in our household is our four-year-old daughter who doesn't even, you know, a long time away from having her own device, but nevertheless um, really liking the idea of being able to sort of set a number of hours per application. So, you know, if you're if you're binging on Instagram eight hours a day, yes. you know, maybe putting some some context in around that and having that control to say, you know what, you can have your device, but Instagram works for an hour a day. Yes. You know, and the, and so we're trying to think now about what some of those parameters might be. And for the you know, the parents that are that are dealing with that right now today and not even knowing kind of really how to approach it and are dealing with it on the fly, um, you know, kudos to you guys. Uh, but thank goodness there's some of these tools that are coming out to make it a little bit easier for you. Yeah, not just for the kids, but maybe for the parents as well to monitor their behavior because the kids are watching the parents. I like the first story that I read though, where, where the, um, you know, the, the net results were tears. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. My Instagram is not working. Yeah, well, you know, Aristotle said it right. Moderation in all things. And that's definitely with our social media and screen time use. Uh, we're going to go to the phone boards here. We got Susan in Vancouver. Susan, how are you? Oh, good. How uh, are you? I'm good. How can we help you? Okay. Um, a question about my um, operating system for my my uh, LG G6 phone. Okay. Okay. I, I can't get it to upgrade to Oreo because the provider said that uh, when they're giving me different go-arounds and they won't upgrade it. Um, so I'm stuck with Nougat right now. So is there a way of... Is there another way of upgrading it to the next operating system? Uh, that's a great question. Now, when, when we talk about smartphones, whether it's Android or on the iOS, the iPhone platform, there always are upgrades. And one of the criticisms of Android, and I'm, I'm an Android user myself, and AJ is as well, is that when the latest uh, Android upgrade comes, typically the end user can't get that upgrade because of the carrier. The carrier is the, the roadblock in doing that. And that's one of the benefits, I would say, of the Apple ecosystem is that when there's an upgrade, you can upgrade it right away without having that carrier involvement. Typically, you do need that carrier. And as the phone gets older, sometimes they'll support it and sometimes they don't. The only other option, and this is something I really don't recommend, is what's called rooting your phone. And that's basically putting on your own um, Android. And there's ways to do it. You got to be a little bit techie to do that. But I, I really don't recommend it. That The best thing you could do, honestly, Susan, is just kind of uh, talk to your carrier, try to get a, a legitimate answer, and maybe even Google online uh, for whatever carrier it is to see if there's other people out there with the same phone that are trying to do the same thing. Um, that's just one of the, the issues that, that Android really needs to fix to, to become competitive with the iPhone. What do you think, AJ? Well, I mean, just I think that everything you said is absolutely accurate, and I would only add to that that uh, the reasons why the carriers who are not LG, so we're talking about the, the in Canada, the Telesis, the Rogers, the, you know, the smaller Bell. carriers, Bells. Uh, the reason why they, they, they sometimes restrict this is because if there is a problem um, or if the phone starts to work not as well, it's their support center that's likely going to get a lot of that traffic. And so that's why they put these sort of parental controls yes. in place. Now, that being said, um, you know, 
sometimes we want as consumers to have the latest uh, and have these changes and have op the opportunity to get into these new features that are in the new operating system. And so it's frustrating for us. And, and to your point, Andy, you know, uh, unlocking that phone um, is a way to... Or rooting it. And, or rooting and that, it. Yeah, in that case, it rooting, that's a little bit risky. I, I know guys that do that. Um, and sometimes it's a hit and miss. It's really, you don't get that kind of reliability. But that, that being said, it, it's, this is, I, I don't think there's that much time before you will see this access because, you know, these, this, um, you know, news was available as of like, you know, April, May this That's year. Right. So, yeah. so we're only a few months past that. And the I hope the carrier will, will roll out. That's roll right. Okay. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery filling in for Mike Agarbo today. We've gone open line. We're taking any of your tech questions or calls. If you need some buying advice for back to school. We are definitely the people you want to talk to. Even though we're not in school anymore, we definitely have been looking at all the newest gear that has come out. And it's really interesting. Like You really don't need a laptop these days. Well, I was actually going to say that it's interesting to see how tablets um, are really kind of taking the place of laptops. Yes, absolutely. If you look even at the iPad, mm -hmm. uh, the iPad Pro, mm -hmm. that... If you look at the specs on that, that's better than most computers out there. Yeah. Well, I start to think of whether, and same thing with the um, Microsoft Surface. It's oh, it's basically yeah. a laptop. Yeah. Uh, it, it does everything a laptop does, but it does have that kind of tablet feel as well. We're going open line. If you have any questions, give us a call. Anyone in the Metro Vancouver area, 604 280 9898. Anywhere across Canada, 1 877 399-9898. I don't know if you saw this story, AJ, but uh, Amazon with their Echo speakers, these voice assistants, mm -hmm. uh, their Alexa now, they have a kid-friendly version. So mm -hmm. if, you're, if you have a curious kid out there who's asking questions like, is Santa Claus real or who is this Stormy Daniels character I hear about <laughs> on the news, uh, it will actually filter that out so that it doesn't give the same... Uh, answers that it would for an adult. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very interesting uh, idea. First of all, uh, hopefully, children continue to ask their parents for <laughs> when they have questions. But uh, but there's no question. There's no there's no real end to the why, especially as you get into these four, five, six years old. But um, yeah, the the Alexa is a is a an amazing speaker, smart yes. speaker that that allows you to. Um, get it to do all sorts of things, ask it questions, control. So I was actually wondering, like, can these things help you with your homework? And is that a good thing or not? But uh, the, but they're coming out with, uh, or have come out with the kids version, which is filtered content. And even, um, I would say even further than filtered, modified content. And they actually worked um, uh, with uh, uh, some child psychologists to come up with answers to some questions that would be more appropriate uh, for, for when asked these by children. And so it is interesting idea uh, to think that you might put a smart speaker in your child's room yep. and when they do have a question or they do want to play some music or do anything, they can actually speak to this and it would be sort of age appropriate responses. Well, the good news is it's just an update. So if you already have an Amazon Echo speaker, you just have to get the latest update and it's called free time. And so you just have to activate that. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could do it on a device specific. If you, like you say, you have a child with uh, the speaker in their room, um, then you can be rest assured that they can't ask certain questions. And, uh, you know, if you have, like, if I had this when I was a kid, like I, I, I was the one just that- Just talk to it all day. Well, I used to beg my parents to give me encyclopedia because yeah. I would yeah. just flip random pages and try to learn stuff. Sure. But if I had like the internet at that age, like 10 years old, 
I, I would be on it a lot. Well, so uh, as you know, uh, as a technology geek, I do have the smart speakers in our home. We've yep. actually gone with the the Google um, speaker, but I think that um, uh, it, in some cases it actually makes sense to have both because some of them are better at one thing than the other. Yes. But I also have a four-year-old daughter, Emma, and it is unbelievable to see how she interacts with Google. It's just a part of our house. Really? Yeah, she literally will just go up and start talking to Google. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes it recognizes her voice and sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes she gets quite mad that Google is not speaking to her. Now, in the Google <laughs> Home app, did you set her voice up? Because you can have personalized voices for each family member. Yeah, I didn't set up uh, anyone's voice other than my own. But as you know, it does accept a certain requests from, from any voice as long as it can understand the activation word. That's right. Uh, I, I have both at home um, in various rooms now. Like, and it's funny. I, I use it now to set my alarm clock every night before I go to bed. Uh, I use it if I'm sleeping and I want to sleep in. I just, without turning over, I just ask what the time is. Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> you know, um, and now with, with these smart plugs, you can then turn things on and off. So I was mentioning, AJ, I was making that smart deck and it's all powered by the Google Home Max. That's their big version of the speaker. Mm -hmm. I tried it inside and it was just too loud. So I was like, I'm going to mount this in on my back deck under the rafters where mm -hmm. it's covered. Where it keeps dry. And, yeah, where yeah. it keeps dry. And I built a nice little shelf for it. And then I, I bought a, a used TV, put Google Chromecast on there, mounted that on the deck as well. And now through the voice, I can get Netflix shows to turn on without touching. I can turn the TV on via voice. I can get it to play Netflix via voice. I can pause it, play YouTube, anything. So I'll be barbecuing and watching, like, instead of Netflix and chill, it's Netflix and grill yeah. <laughs> at my house. Right on. Well, you know, again, it just, I, I go back to that, should you, you know, go with one or the other? And what I've come to realize by using the devices is that there is a re, there is an area where they both can be used. Yes. For example, if you're out of toilet paper, you're on your last roll. Yeah. You know, um, ask your Echo to order you some toilet paper and Amazon will deliver that with Prime next day. Do you know what's interesting though? I was reading some stats. People aren't really using them to make those purchases. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only like the repeated purchases, like you said, like with toilet paper, but it really hasn't um, you know, taken off the way that Amazon wanted it because they want everybody to have this in sure. their house. They even have these things called like these little Amazon buttons that you could put around your house that connect to your Wi-Fi network. So say you are, are out of laundry detergent, mm -hmm. you can have this button right beside your laundry machine, you press it and it makes that order for you directly. Yeah. So brilliant. It's just like, if you want to talk disruption, that yeah. is disruption <laughs> right there where you press a button and then that thing gets delivered to your house, the next door. It, it really changed my uh, shopping behavior. I try not to go to stores anymore. I try to get everything online. Well, I just, especially I think just for some of those key items like toilet paper, laundry detergent, milk, stuff like that, that you can just quickly just get it ordered. Um, you might not need it that night or that day, but the fact that, you know, the delivery service through Amazon can be, especially if you have a Prime membership, can be really like the next day. Absolutely. And so then it just takes, takes that uh, out of the question. It's such a game changer. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery sitting in for Mike Agrabel this week. We have gone open line taking your tech questions and uh, buying advice concerns. Just give us a ring and we can try to help you out. AJ, uh, just the other day, I, actually it was yesterday, I got a bunch of new gadgets in into our office. And uh, I was going to show it to you yesterday, but I was too busy. So 
new toys for kids. And as a parent with a four-year-old, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that what I just got in. Okay, so basically, it's a toy smartphone. So it it has smartphone functionalities, but it's for like really young kids. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one that they came in. Now it's from a company called Leapfrog. Uh, they were purchased by another toy company called VTech, mm-hmm. and so now they're making. Like tablets, because they know we all know kids love tablets. Mm-hmm. They they love their iPads, and parents use them almost as a babysitting device. Um, but this one is a tablet that's more catered towards an educational tool. So you can subscribe to these programs and different types of games to help kids learn to read, to understand colors and shapes and stuff. Um, is that something you think, as a parent, you would consider? You know, I think the biggest thing uh, when introducing kind of like any sort of toy uh, to your kids, and again, this is just a, a, a tech geek's, you know, um, parental opinion. So, uh, but I think it is, um, you know, just whether or not the um, the the game or the interactivity is engaging. I mean, yes. I absolutely promote. Um, games that require, you know, thought and interest, like even something as simple that we play at home is, you know, the, you know, the old memorization game, you put cards down and you flip them up one at a time and see which ones match. Like those are great games that interact. They make you think they use your memory. And so I think any of those digital games just, you know, need to support that uh, rather than, um, you know, just go for the quick and easy, um, you know, videos and bringing them in through the entertainment side. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And the, the thing is, like, we know kids love to game, but it's great when you can design games that are very educational. You don't really realize that you're gaining a lot of skills, whether it's critical thinking skills, memorization skills, mm-hmm. or reading skills, reading and writing skills by playing these games. So I think that's a really clever way, because you know kids are going to want a game. Yeah. You might as well create games that are educational. Yeah, I mean, I brought a few things uh, home uh, just to try try to test out to see how well they land. And again, it's just tricky with the ages and making sure it's the right. But the the, uh, the one um, smart globe that we had was really interesting. That's right. Uh, and so the globe is a traditional globe like you'd see in any other place. But then you would um, literally have this pen that goes with it. And as you tapped on the globe, it actually gave you that encyclopedia type information, like the population or the types of animals and all these kinds of stuff. Yeah, that that is really cool. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of options out there for parents who, who want to have toys for their, you know, children, but that can be educational at the same time. So they're not playing like Angry Birds or, or those types of games all the time. <laughs> Don't forget, we have a fabulous back to school bundle on Get Connected. It basically is a whole bunch of stuff you would need for back to school from our friends over at Logic, Defunct, and 12 South. Everything from cases for your tablets to your smartphones, earbuds, and even Bluetooth speakers, stereo speakers that you could have for the dorm. So you just got to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. It'll redirect you to our Facebook page, like it, tell us why you would want it, and that is how you enter and win. That's all the time we have left today. Mike Agarbolt will be back next week. Andy and AJ signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.